Hi, I'm Charles Gauthier, President and CEO of the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association. The DVBA is so proud to support this daily podcast series. Thanks, everyone, and stay safe. I'm reporter Tyler Orton, and before we dive into today's interview, we've got some top stories that we're following right now. Air Canada is suspending service to the United States April 26th through to May 22nd. The move comes following an agreement between the governments of Canada and the U.S. to extend border restrictions for another 30 days. And Vancouver-based Form Athletica has just closed a $12 million Series A funding round for its high-tech swimming goggles. The capital raise is backed by undisclosed investors in the United States, the United Kingdom, and Denmark, and it comes at a time when investments are slowing down a little bit amidst this pandemic. That's it for now. Now, here's our interview. Hey, welcome to Coping with COVID-19. Now, of course, British Columbia's clean tech industry, it's been emerging as a global leader the past few years. So we have to ask ourselves, what does a pandemic like this mean for such a high growth industry, especially for here on the West Coast? Our guest today is Jeanette Jackson. She's the CEO of the Foresight Clean Tech Accelerator Center. Jeanette, great to talk to you again. Thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me. So I got to ask you this. I'm sure a lot of our viewers are wondering this too, but uh, we're looking at, say, fossil fuels. They're now never been cheaper. The oil is now trading in negative territory, at least in the North American markets at this point. Is it cause for concern? Is it just a temporary blip that you foresee? Because I think maybe the concern for some people in industry is that if fossil fuels are that much cheaper to burn, is it going to give that much more incentive for them to keep you know, standard ways of using energy? Absolutely. Very good question. Uh, I mean, Foresight as an organization, we've been supporting the oil and gas sector by introducing clean technologies to that sector for a very long time, uh, over six years. And what we're seeing now with the price of oil dropping to where it is, I think we all have to take a step back and question, is that a sustainable business model for powering Canada and all of the countries that we export to. So there's absolutely some red flags here that we need to be aware of. Well, talk to me a little bit about Foresight's mandate here. Obviously, you guys are working with industry to make sure that you can facilitate all the stuff that needs, that we all acknowledge needs to happen with regards to climate change. Tell me a little bit about your mandate, though. Absolutely. We are what you would call a clean tech ecosystem accelerator. So we support early stage companies as they figure out their value proposition and their go-to-market strategy. We support industry in helping them identify areas that they could become more sustainable in and make introductions to those technology providers. And then, of course, the other key stakeholders are investors, academia, and government. And so we work to introduce companies to investors. We work with government to understand better policy for clean technology. And of course, knowledge centers are where a lot of research and ideas come from. So at this point, it's been, I think, about you know five, six weeks since I think we got into a different state of mind here across Canada. What are some of the concerns being brought to your attention right now with people in your industry? 
Absolutely. I think at first it was just overall shock and disbelief that we were in a health crisis, but very quickly we all realized this was a pretty serious economic crisis as well. One of the unfortunate things is over the last few years, clean tech has really started to build momentum. We're getting technologies into so many sectors from oil and gas, forestry, transportation, built environment. Progress is being made. And unfortunately, an economic crisis like this has everyone put on the brakes on spending, on raising money. And so the ripple effect to the companies themselves is they're having to lay off people, they're having to re-evaluate their business models, uh, and even consider what it's going to take to essentially survive. So is this one of those moments where maybe industry needs to hunker down and realize is value proposition, or is it going to be almost kind of a rethink of where industry goes from here? Well, so there's lots of different ways we can look at it. In the short term, I think industry is itself looking to survive. But when we look at things like recovery packages, uh, we're already seeing indicators from provincial and federal governments that uh, clean technology and meeting our sustainability goals will become a key decision-making factor in how those resources may be deployed. So I think everyone is taking a step back and thinking if there's a time to transition when trillions of dollars globally are being invested into industry, perhaps now is the time. So with this economic crisis becomes the potential for a clean tech revolution. What do you think that transition could look like? Is it, you know, we're all kind of in a new mode of thinking right now, I think just in the last few weeks. And I would say that every week almost feels like it's a month. Um, yeah. Has it given um, uh, industry time to kind of catch its breath, figure out what that transition point could look like, and maybe what, I don't know, this could be an opportunity in the end? Well, I think it's still early, but what you are seeing is a lot of associations and other groups that are very passionate about the energy transition coming together to ensure that a, a voice for clean tech is very clear at all levels of government. And so things like letters that outline different ways that we can progress industry as part of recovery and resiliency packages. We're looking at people come together and looking at technology and innovation roadmaps that could possibly be implemented now with these resources coming available. And then of course, even industry themselves, longtime industries need to reflect on their business models. And so how can they be more efficient and what do they need to do uh, to have that sort of energy resiliency uh, moving forward? Uh, so we're seeing a lot of a lot of moving parts. I think it's a little early to to know what that's going to be. We're about five weeks into the pandemic, um, but I think you know in the next five to six weeks, you're going to see a lot of strong indicators from various folks passionate about clean tech and how clean tech is a future huge economy for Canada uh, come to come to the, the the top of the pile. You know, I was speaking to industry representatives from the film and television sector recently, and they were talking about how they're working with about 70 stakeholders across the country, going down to the United States as well, working on maybe what a potential game plan would look like, because it might be too early to figure out a timeline about when things will begin to restart. How is industry responding right now in, with regards to clean tech and clean energy? Yeah, I think it's very much the same. Uh, you know, a lot of it right now is information gathering for some of the policy and decision makers uh, on the government government recovery packages. So we've been surveying all of the uh, clean tech uh, companies across Canada and coming up with some really strong indicators on where they're struggling and where they're thriving. 
Um, you know, even in the uh, film sector itself, for example, we have some clean tech companies that support that sector here in Vancouver with uh, fuel free power for the whole uh, film industry. And so we're seeing now actually people are in front of their computers, they're at home, they're not working and hustling around, they might actually have time to sit back and reflect, okay, I've had this to-do list on things that maybe could make us more sustainable, that could make us more productive, make us more efficient. And now there's actually time to take a look at what those opportunities are. So while you know things are at a complete halt in many regards, um, there actually is time for decision makers across industry, academia, investment groups, and SMEs to say, okay, how are we going to be the most strategic here on coming together and implementing all of these great technologies that can move Canada forward as a leader uh, in clean tech. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that company that you're just referring to, that's uh, Portable Electric, right? That's correct, yes. So I had the opportunity to talk to them a few weeks ago, and it's interesting. Um, they've started to pivot. They've realized, okay, look, if there's a bit of a lockdown here, why don't we look at, say, medical services, You know, getting involved with uh, helping facilities? Is there a certain resiliency, a, a certain willingness to be flexible and think about other opportunities right now in, 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 in your industry? Absolutely. Uh, I think it's really important to shout out to some of the manufacturing capabilities that we have in the province. Many of them are traditionally manufacturing products for the clean tech sector, and many of them have band together and pivoted to manufacture goods and services for the health sector in the short term. And uh, there's actually a group of over 40 manufacturers that are that are doing amazing things for the province and the rest of Canada. So business models and pivoting, absolutely essential. Um, yeah, so it's been great to, to see those opportunities come come available for them. Yeah. So I, I think about one of the reasons why clean tech and clean energy is becoming that much more desirable right now is the price point has been dropping significantly the past few years as well. I am wondering, though, you know, are there concerns that, I don't know, we could face some setbacks uh, with regards to an economy that is grinding to a halt that, I don't know, this could stymie the growth that you guys wanted to see in the coming years? Yes. So the opportunity for industry to transition um, during these hard times is prevalent. Some industries are struggling where others are actually picking up and having to be more strategic on how they're going to be able to support this new normal. So sectors that are imported that are affected would be transportation. So how we move goods. Um, how we ensure that new technologies are considered and making that as efficiently as possible. Um, also, um, agriculture. So agriculture is a big part of clean tech when it comes to water consumption and food security. And so a lot of technologies are seeing quite a bit of interest from, from, com from countries that are looking to make sure that in, when you cannot ship goods between countries, how do you have your own capabilities in your own country to provide food, water and shelter for, for, your, for your people? So a lot of industries are actually having to take a step back and think, have we done everything we, we need to do to be resilient, to be green, and to be sustainable? Um, and that, that can include a huge opportunity for Canada to export technologies to those regions. How well is Vancouver, or maybe more broadly the West Coast, set to maybe kind of weather this storm? Because, you know, I, I think people associate, you know, British Columbia with this industry very much. 
Absolutely. I mean, BC has a very unique uh, climate, not only because of uh, we have a partial green influence at the provincial uh, government level, uh, but we are a very strong leader with the Clean BC platform. Uh, we have about over uh, 295 clean tech companies in the province, over 16,000 jobs uh, in the province associated to, to clean tech. And so we are very well positioned relative to the other provinces to, to lead the clean tech revolution for for the country. Um, though, you know, Foresight as an organization, we work very closely with our counterparts in Alberta, all the way through to, to Nova Scotia. And, uh, and there are some really interesting things happening. We as organizations also need to collaborate and become as hyper-efficient as possible to deliver on the services and activities that we support as well. So it's been quite, a, it's been quite an industry, inter interesting few weeks for sure. Well, I'll leave you off with this. If uh, you had the ear of everybody that you needed with regards to government decision makers, what would you tell them needs to happen right now to ensure that this industry can come out still successful after all this is said and done? Absolutely. I think the number one thing is to make sure that recovery packages for industry have uh, some sort of parameter around meeting greenhouse gas emission targets or implementing clean technology as part of the, the requirements for that funding. Um, other than that, you know, it's been a really great to see the government modify the different parameters for which you can apply for things like the work, work, uh, um, the work to, um, grants for for different companies and things like that. Innovators are now starting to see some of that feedback come into programs for them. So, really great. But let's make sure that recovery packages for industry focus on clean technologies it, it, and and sort of encourage and force those industries to make the transition that they need to make now. Okay, well, Jeanette, I really do appreciate you making time to chat with us. I think this is an industry that we yeah. need to pay attention to. So thank you for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. That's Jeanette Jackson. She is CEO of the Foresight Clean Tech Accelerator Center. And that is it for the show today. I'm Tyler Orton. Tune in. We'll be back tomorrow.